name is Feminagerie, or... Okay, welcome to episode 51, book 15 of Candlekeep Mysteries, The Scrivener's Tale. Also, you know what's absolutely perfect? This would have been episode 52, but I lost an episode, so it is episode 51. No, I think it is 51, even given a lost episode, just because I've been basing it on... I screwed no, something up. a new last episode. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go onto our YouTube channel. Watch you know, all of our candle cubes. I try to, I try to go into this with confidence. I'm so sorry. And <laughs> well, they don't know. Great. Does this mean? Does this mean we broke Helena? <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll just. We. Just gonna I. We. <laughs> Indeed. Well, it has been one and a half years since the events of the Canopic Being, where we faced down a mummy lord. What has everybody been up to? Besides making bank from the mine. Love that mine. <laughs> How much did we make in the mine? I texted to you, it's 128. I got that text message for some reason. 128, you said? Yeah, Bottoms. I think that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, I rolled, so. <laughs> Kiro's kind of been winding down a little bit. Um, the canopic being took a lot out of him. Um, and just kind of this uncertainty of himself oh, and what was going to happen to the people around him uh, as we kind of got up against this being that he couldn't really help or do anything about. Um, so he's been spending a lot more time working at Candlekeep itself versus going on as many of the scouting trips. He's been doing like cataloging when other people bring things back. Um, he had a little bit of a, a struggle with uh, feeling like like Benlin hadn't taken his like concern seriously, and like when Naya had taken care of him when he had the freak out about the hallucinations, like they talked through it, and he worked with Benlin on it and kind of explained where he was coming from and like how that had felt, and I think that um, they kind of like worked through it and worked it out because it's been enough time now. But he still uh, doesn't one hundred percent trust his judgment after being tricked by that and after getting that curse for so long. Okay. We did get rid of the curse. Yes, um, yeah. but it was still like this, that feeling yeah. of unsureness. Now, I wonder, um, Henry wanted to transition into a position with Candlekeep, doing missions in the field, utilizing her very special five-finger skills. Um, is that, is it, would it be okay to say, like, maybe you were having her do more of that legwork for you? Or is that not exactly that sounds, what you were envisioning? No, that sounds... Yeah, if, if yeah, Henry's cool with it, I would love to be sort of, like, um, like helping to train you to take over for me. And then also kind of, like, helping to be your man in the chair. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you guys feel like you work well together, or has it been frustrating for you having a bit of chaos to try to wrangle? Um, given that Kirill has only really done this sort of work directly with Zindi, incredibly frustrating. And the yeah. most frustrating part of it is that her methods work. Ah, I love that. Because Cindy and I are so much by the book, like we, we're checking boxes as we go through things. There's never, like nothing ever goes missing. Yes, maybe we'll have to like rescue an item, but generally we're, we're buying something. We're, we're bringing funds from Candlekeep and we're paying for something that Candlekeep has asked for. 
So like the fact that things are just kind of appearing has been difficult for Kirill to get used to. But I think that I think that I have I think that we've learned from each other over time. Oh, maybe absolutely, yeah. Henry's learned a little bit how to like. Maybe this isn't a situation you run into headfirst. We maybe. need to maintain these allies, and a positive relationship will garner further yeah. profit. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Those ones I understand. You were right. That was a good choice. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Having to learn to be a little more, to think before she acts. Okay. Whether she does all the time or not, she definitely had to learn how to and why it's important in certain situations. Is this triggered by some conversations with Carol or oh, something happening? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Carol's learning to trust and let go and, and understand that chaos isn't as necessary to achieve what you're looking for. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, like I like the idea that very early on there was like Twice, where Kirill had to be like fucking teleportation circle. I gotta go. Like, <laughs> I'm just running out of the temple. I got it. We gotta go. Yeah. Nice. It takes a minute to draw. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the idea of you guys even doing one in the field, one or two in the field, like early on, before you were like, no, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. The vibe is very much like um, servers first day on the floor training with an older server, <laughs> yeah. but it's. The Indiana Jones. <laughs> Alright, that's what we need. So we have to figure out a plan to... Alright, I got it. We gotta get out of here before they find us. You needed to write down the name! <laughs> anything else, Carol, that you've been up to or you wanted to talk about? Um, I don't think anything major. I think that there definitely was, like... Um, I think there's definitely been a lot more downtime for Carol spent with Benlin and with Naya, especially after Naya's traumatic events several years ago. Kind of, like... He's getting into this, not old age point, but just point where he's really valuing these relationships more than he's valuing adventure. Oh, okay. I like that. Okay, Henry, anything else you wanted to say about what you've been up to? Any personal relationships that you've developed or family that you've been in contact with? Um, not so much family. Uh, it took a little bit of time to, like, as I'm learning from Carol and getting to just steal things. Um kind of spent a little bit of like introspective time to kind of strengthen the connection with my patron and learn new skills which is fun does that involve uh, i i don't like is that involve like more adventuring with pan or like how does how do you strengthen this relationship with him um honestly a little bit more meditation okay. a little bit more like hanging out in this delirium instead of yeah because both of us um, tend to be kind of like action driven. Mm -hmm. So just kind of sitting with each other and just talking and learning from him and letting him letting him teach me things instead of being like, oh, I got that. Let, yeah, I can try that. And just like going straight head into it first kind of thing. Yes. Um, definitely with... Uh, other relationships. Um, <laughs> so uh, we had talked about just the fact that, um, like, Henry's doing her thing, Paige doing some tribe stuff, going back and forth. Mm -hmm. Paige visits his tribe often and deposits a lot of his earnings there, so that way they can set up trade and you know, be established. Are interactions with Pia awkward when you do that? Uh, no, it's very 
Adult and understanding. <laughs> the last winter was harsh. I've read enough fan fiction. I know you have to kill the ex-girlfriend. <laughs> but Paige and Henry just kind of keep missing each other uh, as they're kind of going back and forth in and out of Candlekeep. And then when they do finally run into each other, it's, it's you know it's exciting. I finally get to see him again, and it's like why. Why is this hug lasting as long as it's hugging? Uh, lasting. Is this a little weird? Is this a little too long? As long as hugging? Yeah. Words. Um, is this Henry's first relationship? Probably the first. The, the starting of the first, like, serious one. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, a fun, playing, whatever kind of thing. So, for the first time in her life, she's actually starting to take things seriously. And things are actually lasting. Like, she's been at Candlekeep now for. What was it like two ish and a half years as far as the oh, yeah. two time jumps have gone kind of thing? It's about two and a half years, and this is like finally becoming like she's not just washing dishes anymore. She's actually doing something for the betterment of Candlekeep, like something's established. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to like keep moving on to the next thing. So the relationship's getting a little more I don't know if it's a thing yet, but uh, can can I recruit the other oldies and we keep making plans with Paige and Henry and then canceling last minute? So like I'll I'll be like, hey, we should go do this like really cool. We'll do a dinner on the roof. Like there's gonna be like a meteor shower. It'll be super cool. Aww. And then like it's just like this dinner set up for three. But then I was like, hey, last minute I gotta drop out. And then it's just this romantic <laughs> like meteor shower dinner on the roof of Candlekeep. Then like I get Naya involved and we just keep doing it where they just keep ending up alone together. But we're not pushing. <laughs> Did Naya invite you to this pottery class? <laughs> I like the idea that like Kirill's vaguely oblivious. And like, will oftentimes walk in on the sweet moments to be like, "All right, so go again." Oh, what we're going to do with the remeet with the Gripleys? Here's the like. So you're ruining all of our carefully, all of it, but accidentally, not on purpose. So like your romantic dinner turns into just maps, and, <laughs> and like, and he also wants them to get together because he doesn't like Pia either. <laughs> just doesn't realize what's happening. He is out of the picture at this point. Then there's Bo, who is like wanted to actively attempt to be like, hey, you realize what they're doing, right? But then Kyle's like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it alone. It's not your place. And I'm like, but... Uh, anyway. Henry might also have some new jewelry. Maybe a uh, claw mm. necklace. A claw? Is that some sort of magical oh. thing? Oh, it's okay. Mm. <laughs> Maybe a little, yeah. Interesting. That's, that's what she's been up to. Oh, she does have a very hard time um, not taking little trinkets from jobs and maybe not turning them in. Okay. But she's running Candle by. knows you're doing oh, that. Oh, absolutely they do. And yes. they <laughs> generally have not determined any of those items have been important enough to reclaim them from you. Okay, great. Paige. Okay, we'll ignore your petty thoughts. I like the idea that Carol knows about some of them, but not all of them. Like, he's figured out a little bit in terms of lying that I do, but has no idea the extent to which... It is gone on. You're like, oh, you get a new dagger? And I'm like, yeah. And it's just humming. <laughs> Where with Ben Lin's 25 passive perception, he was like, I'm saying I need to cut. You start getting some new stuff. I'm retired now. So it goes around full circle because Kuro was with. 
Henry when Henry stole them and then gives them to Benlin as a cut and then Benlin gives them to Kirill as a gift. <laughs> so Kirill is benefiting from this as well, just unknowingly. <laughs> And he well, lost an unwitting third party. You guys have made enough joints in it that it's distanced enough. He doesn't have to be mad exactly. about it. Uh, when we get to me, I, but I became the rule. You, but... I became the rule of law at some point. Kirill even is like, oh, that's a really nice necklace. I guess that, that would look pretty cute on me, but I could never. No. Henry's like, oh, okay. Oh, we'll get yeah. it through. Benlin gives him a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> just like this the other day. <laughs> yeah, Henry told me that you liked it. So. <laughs> you know? um, Paige makes... Not often trips home, but he goes home, and that's where a lot of his money goes back to the tribe to make sure that they're okay, that they're still safe, things like that. Um, he's been doing a lot of like classes that Benlin and Naya and Kirill, not, not so much Kirill, but like they've been setting him up lots of activities. Yeah. So he's been able to step away from the hearth a little bit. Um, and he's really like enjoying his life now. Um, he's been working on some meditation. There was definitely some introspection and some reflection on. His last interaction out on an adventure where he solely by himself determined that who he was speaking with deserved to be stabbed in the stomach. <laughs> he had to wrestle with that a little bit. So Henry has helped him meditate and reflect and, and stab get some more people. Peace of mind. Has provoked some stabbings of some people. <laughs> and yeah, he's just he's happy, he's content, and while his mom is disappointed, she loves him enough to know that traditions can change. And he's his mom has finally stopped asking where Pia is. Oh. <laughs> and are you feeling romantic feelings towards Henry? Are you starting or you're not really aware of some of that? Uh yes. Paige is absolutely like Okay, it's been a long time. When it Kirill. How long is this supposed to take? When is she coming back? Aww. I uh, for no specific reason. <laughs> I mean, in all likelihood, she'll be back in the next couple of hours. <laughs> I need to watch the mission if you want to wait outside. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bo, what have you been up to? Um, I think Bo has been splitting his time between going to Silvermoon with Cam, Cal, um, and I think maybe adventuring with them if they need like someone extra, like if it's they need some muscle on the thing or not. Um, so yeah, nothing super out of the ordinary. Are you interested in um, climbing the ranks of Candlekeep security at all, or have you been felt feeling comfortable and? Not I wanting think, to add more responsibility. I think he might at this point, now that it's been a while, he might start being interested in that. Um, I think right now he's pretty content. Okay. I think that we'll say that the current captain of the guard of Candlekeep is going to be retiring in six months. So okay. um, he is encouraging you to think about taking his place, but he is worried about, yeah, you not wanting to take on those responsibilities. All right, but we'll think about that. <laughs> uh, anything changed with Cal or things have been steady? Been steady. He's visited many times. He loves us all. Mm -hmm. Excellent. <laughs> Didn't we decide that he moved to Candlekeep? 
Yeah, but I think he still like they still go back and forth between Silvermoon because he has connections there. Um, but yeah, he's he lives there. There is bigger lodging for the captain and his or her their spouse. Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe even like when I go off with them, uh, maybe if that coincides with Paige going to his village, maybe Cal goes with him. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. Kind of thing. Okay. And so in the beginning of the 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 gap, um, anytime uh, Enri and when especially when Kirill was like on the job training with Enri, anytime they went anywhere interesting, he just kind of went. He didn't necessarily <laughs> help or anything. Like he just like he's like the guy who like goes on the mission with you, like like Nathan Drake. He, I'm the old guy who's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good, good, good. I'm gonna have my coffee. I'm gonna enjoy the hotel. You go out and do the adventure. And then if they need him, he's like there. Just here for the vibes. I'm just here for the vibes, like you know, picking up stuff. Bored in retirement. But while he was doing that, as he was traveling around the world, seeing more of the world, um. He started reminiscing about his time with Paige when, like, Paige first got to Candlekeep and everything. And uh, Ben Lynn would like to open a in the Court of Air a dormitory slash uh, vocational school um, where under franchise like un, under franchise youths, not necessarily children, because they need to be semi independent. Where it's a place they can stay at Candlekeep, and then like people from Candlekeep, including Benlin, like, hey, you want to go into the hearth? Like, here's like an apprenticeship where I teach you cooking, and then you work with the hearth. Um, interested in music or the arts? Like, you know, like rope Kirill in for like a weekend thing, and like and stuff like that. So it's he's basically running like a dormitory for like youths who have no one else, um, and so now he goes on the trips. Kind of not to recruit, scout. but to scout out people and see if people are interested. So Benlin is solely responsible for taking the a number of page nonsense from one to like two hundred. Okay. <laughs> it was just boys that it no. was. Oh, okay. Um, they all have individual said. rooms or like double up on a room or something, but it's like dorm style. And then like the kind of focus is is like figuring out what you want to do next. If that's adventuring, you know, like maybe Bo and. Benlin can help you with that. Like, if you're a sorcerer, like, we have people who can help with that, you know. Um, so, basically, recruiting the party and then the rest yeah. of Candlekeep to mentor the next generation, per se. Nice. I have self defense classes every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. Uh, Is that five finger defense? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, so, in the beginning, he was doing a lot of world traveling, and now he does much less. Um, but, like, if Henry, like, He's, you know, like, if they go to, like, Thay or something, like, he's definitely going to go and recruit, you know, like, hey, uh, we should get you out of here. Let's get out of here. Like, you look real skinny. <laughs> you have parents? No? Okay. You're going to be an adventurer someday. That's what that means. <laughs> if you lose your parents in D&D, &D, you're going to become an adventurer. <laughs> I love the idea that the next great arch wizard will come from that very dormitory will he be a villain maybe but uh he's gonna be great <laughs> they all way. deserve equal chances they are gonna be great either way 
Uh, and it's called the Hearth's Mantle. Oh, cool! And it's Ooh. built onto the hearth, so that they can come in and like and the same dimensional, extra dimensional space. No, no, no. I meant like just next to the building. Because like on the map, there was room next to the hearth, so they built the dormitory there. So like and expanded the kitchen out, so that we I can feed them from the same kitchen. Okay, they can Convenient. volunteer there. Mm-hmm. So, and so all of my money went to that, and then a bag of holding. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> have one of those by now, right? And then we live there now. I'm sorry. I don't have a problem with it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we just went from no kids to a bunch of kids. We? Well, I mean, you're their stepdad, if nothing else. Don't you ask me? Oh, so the kids get dad vibes, but I get younger brother. Older brother. Wait, Older what? brother. Oh, I young. Okay. Still sour about that <laughs> Oh, so much jealousy. And did you ever bring that up to Benlin? Uh, yeah, probably. I'd... Well, then Benlin would have said, "Is like I thought it would be weird to say that." And Paige is like, "That's that's what I wanted to hear." Okay, well then get in here, buddy. Oh, and then you know. <laughs> and Carol says, "Don't call him daddy. It'll get weird." Yeah, okay. that's fine. Or pops. <laughs> I think pops works. And then I like go to school. Don't you have actual parents? <laughs> yeah, but for a long time I didn't. No, but like Ben was like, is it going to be weird when we go to visit your actual dad? <laughs> no, they are father and mother. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm creating the next generation of candle people. Do you feel like knowing that, Carol, that you be more involved in that? Or is it more just his, yeah. Yeah, I... Carol's never directly wanted children. Um, it supports Benlin in doing what he's doing, but is not necessarily directly interested in like being a parent to these kids. He is there to be like a let me teach you about X, Y, and Z. Like I'll I'll, I'll do lectures and you know provide like good helpful homework on how to find things in Candlekeep and like help them figure out uh, employment quiz things like that. But. Cool. And to be fair, like the youngest I would probably recruit is like thirteen. Okay. Unless they really need, but in that case, like maybe we just foster them temporarily while we find them. Like, it's not a school. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, maybe Candlekeep has a few people that they've asked to work with you slash ethics check you on all of this, but they have yet to find anything. Do maybe, maybe, you know, <laughs> I don't know, do you? Oh no, I meant like as real as like, is this something that I shouldn't be doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no, I think, well, I, mean, I think your reputation as Benlin too is good. So they wouldn't have any reason to mistrust your intentions with that. I just, it was funny how you were like, made the point of being like, they're not younger than 13. Like, I'm not human trafficking these children. Like, I, that's why. Or gnome, or elf, or dwarf. (laughs) Well, I only meant 13 because, like, they need to be a little bit more on the independent side because I'm not always going to be there. So, like, I don't want to, like, say, like, oh, I have a bunch of babies at home and then, like, go off on an adventure. That's why I said that. It's like getting your Hogwarts letter 11. They don't get it beforehand. Yeah. Well, and, like, like I said, like, I might bring in younger kids, but it's, for the purpose of finding them a better place. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't need to stay there. So there's been several times where there's like two, three-year-olds and Kirill is not happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those safe havens. Kirill, look at how cute he is. A little old baby. Little old baby. <laughs> Mage hand, like, pat it. <laughs> Call me when he can hold a sword. <laughs> and I focus more on the non- 
I don't want to say non-normal races, but like it's not like elves and humans and dwarves and stuff. It's mostly like tabaxis and like the people who fall through the cracks. Cool. Awesome. During this time, Naya and Alessia did develop a pretty great relationship. Not very close. However, Alessia is a bit on the sheltered, a little less experienced side. So ultimately, Naya did end it because she wanted Alessia to see more of the world before any kind of serious commitment to one place or one person. Um, Naya's been pretty erratic since then, kind of acting like not what you'd expect her. Wait, so erratic or erratic? I heard her about erratic. it too. And I was like, that's exactly what I would be expecting. What are you talking he's like, about? She's always erratic. Okay. Yeah. Um, she picked up and discarded several different little hobbies. Um, she got rid of all of her belongings and then immediately regretted it and tried to get a lot of it back. Um, just been kind of like out of sorts a little bit. Who am I? She has been traveling lately and, um, that is kind of what she's been up to during this time. Okay. Okay. So we are at Candle Keep. It is everybody's at home for the, uh, for the time being. Nobody's out adventuring right now. Everybody's in. Um, it is one of the latest parts of the night. Uh, it is one of the like the latest part of the night basically everybody's asleep i assume because you're all not nobody's nocturnal not nocturnal right i mean he's a cat that's why i'm just making sure he's a tabaxi cat. <laughs> i'm old i'm sleeping <laughs> carol's got his head on Benlin's chest it's a little rocky but he always liked his pillows firm i feel lost there now became a bear you are all startled awake, however, by a very large, loud klaxon, some sort of magical alarm that is ringing through all of Candle Keep. This is not something that happens often, so it's disorienting. It's a B flat. It's a B flat. <laughs> Carol just sitting up straight. <laughs> the the alarm is the alarm is blaring and as you kind of wake up and figure out what's going on you hear like this kind of like sound um that's growing in intensity like some sort of kind of growing wave of sound and it's like the scurrying of thousands and thousands of little feet oh. what do you do <laughs> first of all is the klaxon something that we would recognize? Um, I think it doesn't happen often, but it would be something you recognize as like, uh, you know, oh, something's happening at Candle Keep. Like, uh, something big is happening. Evacuation, maybe alarm, or under attack alarm, something like so that. So I get everybody in the dorm up and into the basement, just in case. And then I meet up with Kiro, who I'm assuming got all my stuff together while I was doing that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Put on his nice blue and gold brocade robe. Um, the only one of them that actually is with Kiro is there is a Kenku that he has taken a shine to that wants to be a bard. So he's been like... <laughs> Training the Kenku, yes. uh, different like little snippets of songs that the Kenku can then put together on its own to mimic. Um, so the Kenku has helped him gather these things. The two of them show up at the door, Carol with a much larger bag, and the Kenku with a little smaller bag. Oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, upon that, Paige is going to don his. He's like, oh no, this again, this again. Where's my shirt? Where's my good shirt? His event adventuring stuff. And then 
the sound you described is going to make Paige like, yeah, he's going to start, he's just going to be on the walls, <laughs> running around. <laughs> Climbing around, cool. Mm-hmm. The floor is lava at that point. Are you guys leaving your quarters, or are you holding, all holding up somewhere? Oh, I mean, I'm going out to see what it is. I'd be going okay. to find the others. I've been out, but gotten up, so like top of the building, high ground, because if there's, I don't want to be on the ground if I hear like scurrying feet. Okay. Uh, Carol went to drop everything off in the basement and make sure that Benlin and the kids were okay, and then went out with just like his pack his instrument and still in his pajamas to find somebody that's in charge to find out what's going on so like just outside of the hearth in the courtyard okay so like the four of you are kind of coming out into the courtyard you're climbing on this nearby building kind of watching from above you guys are looking around and you're seeing movement coming over the walls of candle keep some sort of dark dark like again like a wave of bodies crawling over the walls of candle keep <laughs> um i would like to cast daylight in the center to like maybe light up what's going on okay daylight it does and as you look in horror you see thousands of rats coming over the walls and coming straight for you there's a murmur of sound underneath the scurrying feet you hear them saying Spawn of Mashika. Spawn of Mashika. Spawn of Mashika. Roll initiative. <laughs> I was gonna say, as he cast daylight, Henry would have like cast the sunblade to or ignited the sunblade to try to see. Absolutely. You guys can get all of your stuff off because I'm gonna do something a little bit different than kind of straightforward uh combat with all the rats. Um right. hey, it's Kirill just screams out, Paige! Brain! <laughs> and then no. <laughs> um, can I narratively, without using a spell slot, shove the Kenku into the ground using Melvin Stone? Yes, you can. <laughs> no, like the Kenku's like, like clutching behind you. I was like, sorry, kiddo. I just kind of shove him into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you would have just mentioned toward him. Oh, he's fine. Breathe <laughs> <laughs> with you in your yeah. brain. You guys, you guys are doing great. You're, you're figuring it out. <laughs> You're fine in there, right, buddy? your initiative? <laughs> My initiative is uh, 13. Oh, okay. Benlin. 17. I actually got a good one this time. Nice. Well, that's you. pretty regular. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a lot of input, you know, I got the negative one, so. Uh, 19. I have a plus six. I don't think and I'm a... Henry. Oh, Mashika the fucking were rat. Oh, oh right. I'm from like up. episode three. Oh my gosh, Mashika! He was a man. Maybe he was a man. Because I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, was he some sort of rat man? Like <laughs> rat man. Yeah. All right. So we brought the rat man. <laughs> A long time ago. I'm gathering that. Thank you. Several years ago at this point. It was a long time ago at this point. I liked how nobody nobody really reacted. And I was like, that makes sense. They don't remember him. I remember. (laughs) Okay. So the rats barrel down on you. And so instead of. They have barrels? No. (laughs) Rushing towards you, um, seemingly knowing you're exactly who they want to stomp all over with their feet. Kira legitimately has no clue who Mashika is. <laughs> okay. 
So what we're going to do, that's true, right? You were totally not there. What's going on? Um, okay, so what we're going to do is you're going to have a dice pool of D6s. Mm. And you are going to, can you, you're going to get, everybody gets two, and then you're going to add whatever your modifier of dex, con, or charisma is. So if you have a plus four to one of those, you're adding four more D6s. Okay. You can also take, each of you can have one die extra each for like, if you have an offhand weapon, if you have a magical weapon, if you have a really big weapon, if you have a familiar or summoned being. So just one for some of these extras. Okay, so should we start out with how many? So you get two automatically. Two, and then, then you're adding whatever your mod of dex, con, or charisma is. And then one extra for a special. If you have one of these special okay. things, like if you have something else that you think that would give me an edge against rats, let me know. You can do that. Uh, I have my dancing blade. Sure. So an extra d6. Right. So like we're, I'm going to have you guys roll two. Add two d6. Right. That's okay. yes. The number of d6s because you were rolling a pool of d6s what? to determine how many rats. Mm, no, that's not a crap. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also going to use my new summon elemental spell um, to summon a chained version of my father. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to use my new conjure celestial spell. <laughs> Cool. You guys can nice. also use spells on your turn against the rats. Those are going to work a little bit differently, but the dice pool I'm giving you is like for melee type weapons, anything that you might be using. Can I call for my griffin that I have summoned? When I roll. Okay. Okay. So I have May I borrow one? Yes. Okay, and then I'll give it back. So I have now my dice pool, and then do we think that my magical daggers that I can throw without yeah. losing it? Okay, so I have my dice pool. Okay, cool. So this is how the rolls are going to go. You are going to roll all your d6s, okay. and we're looking for ones and fives. If you get a one, that means you kill 100 rats. If you get a five, that means you kill 50 rats. Ooh, okay. Now, so you roll your dice pool. Let's say you get one, one. You pull that one out. Then you can roll the remaining dice and try to get more ones and fives. However, and you can keep doing this, the, the, again, the, the turns are going to be a little bit longer. You keep doing this, you can compound that damage or how many rats you're killing, um, but you're taking a gamble because if you get to where you roll dice and you don't get any ones or fives, you only do half the damage that you had accumulated. Okay. Sorry, if this so is confusing. It'll make more sense what, once we start doing it. What game okay. is this based off of? Uh, so under, like a dice game. I remember that, this rule set from something yeah. and I can't tell it. Yeah, I stole it from like just a fun dice game that I play with my family. So, mm. um, so you're kind of gambling as you're compounding, mm -hmm. but you might get a lot of damage. And then... Um, uh, also, so your ones and fives, but also if you get three of the same number, that's going to work. So if you get three ones, that's a thousand rats. If you get like three threes, that's only 300. Does that make sense? So yeah. three twos yeah. is 200 or whatever like that. So just a lot. <laughs> um, okay, like let's go. We'll see how it, we'll see how it works. <laughs> so they reset every round. 
Right, so you're, we're going to go in turn order. The rats are going to go after everybody. Okay. So they basically are going to go every other, after every player. And then, yeah, we'll go with that. I like this. Cool. We'll see how it works. I, I was like, I don't know how to demo this, so we're just going to try. Mm -hmm. So we're looking for ones and fives. Right, so pull any ones and fives out, or if you have three of the same number. And Wait, three threes. We're going in turn order? We're going in turn order. You said only ones and fives, not sixes. Correct. One. So ones is 100 rats, fives are 50. So I got three threes okay. and a one. Okay, so that's 400 rats. Now you can roll the rest of your dice to try and get more, but like I said, if you don't get a one or a five, if you don't get ones or fives and you don't get three of a kind, then you only do half of that. So then you would only, what, what did we just say? That was 400, 400. So then you'd only kill 200 rats. I'm set on the 400. Okay, so we're going to do, now i got to keep track of how many rats we've killed. Okay, okay, cool. So then now they're going to go, and I am going to roll. Can you get three, two? Now, what is your AC? My AC is 17. Okay, so I'm giving the rats 20 as their dice pool, but for every point above 16 for ACs, I'm taking one away. So I'm doing 19 for that. 75 more than sixes. I'm sorry. You need five more? Yeah. Because yeah. I have two for me, one for my blade, and then five for my charisma. Zindi is guarding the books and candle key. <laughs> <on the laughs> I mean, I can roll these for now. Well, I'm just going to get mine. Because I'll take mine. That way you have yours. Okay, so the wall, the wave of rats reaches you. Nope, still And they do 48 damage. 48? I'm sorry, what? 48 damage. Just two, just two page? Just two page. Fuck. <laughs> and they're going to go after each of our turns? Yes, they are. In your guys' head, you hear, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> okay. All right, next we have Henry. Does it, do I get anything from being on higher ground? And not I mean, they the came over the wall, I know, so I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Not sure how yeah, that would it's help you. Help okay. So, and I just roll my dice pool now? Yes. Okay. And then we'll fives and ones, or three of a kind. Mm, I have three fives and a one. Okay, so three fives is 500, and then the one, that's 600. So you can keep rolling or take 600 rats. <laughs> I'll just, I'll take the 600. I'll keep <laughs> Nobody's going to gamble on this. Not yet. I want to see how much they hurt me. Page 248 damage. Stop. I know. That's why I'm like. What is your AC, Henry? Uh, 16. Okay. So you don't get any minuses to that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if that's good for me. 45. But it was a less, less severe roll, so. Oh, my gosh. And the dice swarm you. The dice, the rats swarm you. <laughs> All right, Benlin. Um, so you said uh, Dex, Con, or Charisma. Is there any chance that Wisdom could be added to that? Is that my caster stat? Or is there a reason you chose Charisma? I just went because in terms of like physicality against a bunch of different rats, but um, you can use Wisdom. I was just wondering because if like I'm using magic to attack them, that's what I would think. But... Well, so if you're going to cast a spell against them, things might be a little bit different than your dice pool. Because oh. what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to say you, your spell automatically hits... You roll damage for it, and that's how many rats you kill, is that number of damage. And then, uh, technically, my attacks are based off wisdom, so I still use 
Because it would add two more dice to my pool. That's what I'm saying. To the D6 pool? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you so you can use wisdom if you want to use that in terms of melee. Okay. Um, okay. One and five. One fifty. Two threes, but not three. And do they receive again? You got a lot to re-roll. Slipping mm-hmm. You roll one. Mm-hmm. You got a one or a five. Then you can pull those out of your dice and pool you roll and roll the, the remaining. But if you don't get any, then you lose half of the damage. Oh, okay, understood. Okay. So I'm. St- I, need, I thought taking away it all, but no, you still get half. Okay. <laughs> so I got a five, so two hundred, but then I got five fours. Five fours. Okay, so you get four hundred for the three of a kind, and then we'll say another hundred for that four four. Okay. So then so that's five hundred. Five hundred. Go again. Five, five. So hundred, and then another two hundred. So three hundred. So eight hundred, I'm up to. Okay. Um, at some point, I would like to try and heal Paige. Should I do that now or keep rolling? I would say you can either attack or you can do the healing. So you can do the healing next time. Oh, I was just saying because it was a bonus action heal. That's why I was I just would have healed you instead. I'm sorry, buddy. And then, five and a one. Yeah, five and a one. So another, so nine fifty, and I'll probably stop there. Um, <laughs> all right. So next is Carol. Oh wait, rats first. Sorry. What is your AC, sir? Twenty-three. Okay. So. Oh, and uh, is as a cantrip. Uh, I don't know if this affects anything, but I take if it's less than three damage, I take no damage, and I'm having. Uh, physical attacks because of my blade board. Okay, so they did 29. You can go ahead and have that. Okay, so three threes, a one, and a five. Three threes, a one, and a five. So 300, 450. Okay. I'll let you do the math. I just. <laughs> no, the help is helpful. Um, three fours and a one. Okay. So, uh, 700, 850. Okay. The great rat menace <laughs> that is Kirill. Uh, two fives. So, 950? You're, you gotta pull some of those dice out. Oh! When, so, like, the ones and the fives oh, you're pulling you out, and then you're rolling what's left. Oh, okay, I did not do that. Damn. I did not understand okay. that rule. I'm sorry. I thought we were I just stop there rolling. then, because I screwed up. Okay. Yeah, I can start over as well. Um, well. Go ahead and finish your turn the way you were doing it, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll stop Take there. what you got? Okay. Yeah. What was the final number? 950. And apologies, I will I will roll it correctly next time. I thought we were doing World of Darkness, and that's why I was just rolling the dice pool every time. <laughs> so that's, we'll get that's it. My bad. We'll that's figure my it bad. out. <laughs> I'm again. This is all just me hoping to do something. I like this mechanic. So, this fun because it's just like all yeah, of us yeah. like yeah. swipe arrow everything. Spot. Paige is like throwing his daggers, trying to see how many rats they go through. The skewer. <laughs> what is your AC? Uh, eighteen. Okay, so 20 minus... Paige is going to have to go over this therapy. 
42 damage, sir. Oh, okay. Okay, Bo is up next. I am such a weak little baby. Right. 42. Um, I did heal by accident. Do I do... Start blasting. And you guys can cast spells, like I said, so I'm going to have you, ro- you don't have to roll to, like, hit with the spell. You're rolling concentration because you literally have a bunch of rat bodies all over you. And then the spell goes off, and then whatever damage that spell would have done, that's how many rats you kill. I don't think I have anything that can kill Time that many rats. No. Because, like, my best spell would at most do, like, 40. Yeah, so maybe it's not the best idea to use spells. <laughs> Is what she's trying what to say. But if I do but you can. spirit guardians. But you can. That's persistent. I mean, spirit guardians, I feel like, would just fucking decimate a rat swarm. But that's that's up to Helena. Because, like, they can't get within 10 feet of you without popping. Kirill's <laughs> um, um, been pipering. He's been, like, leading them all up a staircase and plunging them into the ocean. <laughs> right. I'm going to attack. And... My trusty griffin has arrived, and I am riding my griffin. Okay, cool. Um, who's also swiping and biting and elephants, and then a turtle swinging two swords away. Yep. You've heard of elf on a shell. <laughs> I still think you should have the the griffin carry you. The griffin has a great sense of humor, so it's turtle on a turtle. Mm. Actually, and if he does drag me around, I can just have my swords out. Well, <laughs> he's just skipping on his shell. Um, so 100, 200, so 200 so far. Um, and there was nothing there. Half. You do 100. 100. Wow, Bo. <laughs> Yeah. He did it right. I that should have happened to me. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, that's it. All right, what's your AC? Twenty-one. So that's. Did you get that? I did. Okay, five. so I made him braces of defense. I just yeah. <laughs> braces of armor. Okay, take forty-one damage. Twenty-one damage. Forty-one. Forty-one. Okay. All right. And then we are back to the top with Paige. All righty then. <laughs> Everyone's coming by after this and getting a thorough removed disease. <laughs> I'm immune. Oh, <laughs> Shouldn't Naya be rolling? <laughs> She's Naya's not traveling. here. She's traveling. What about? What about like yeah. other people at Canopy? Yeah, yeah sure, Cal. you'd think so. And uh, yeah. Aslo. <laughs> They're leaving this to the <laughs> This is the the just, there's a tentacle that's like. <laughs> yeah, there's a tentacle coming out of the ground, just wiping hundreds away. Uh, Mark's over there. Okay, that's what I The dragonborn bookkeeper. Oh, okay. There's a glass of water right there. Oh. Lindy Catfly. Sense of roasted rat. Helena. It's weird. I rolled three threes. Okay. Which is how much? 300. 300. And then I rolled four twos. Wow. All right. So 300 plus 200 for the three twos. That's 500. And then I will just say that any fourth of a kind is 100. Okay. So what was that? 600 then? 600 total. total. Mm -hmm. And then you can roll all of those dice now again, now that you've used them all. Or that all of them have like... 
Um, okay, so they all did something. Yeah, they all did something, so okay. now you can roll So they reset. Okay. Nice. Now let's do that. So, 600. Keep 600 in your brain. 600. I'm the wrong person to ask. I just in my brain like fuck, and then she go bump and <laughs> And then I got a one and a five. Okay, so then you have some more dice. You can roll the so you can take the one and the five out and add that to your total, and then roll the remaining dice and keep going, so, or just take what you've got. So that means you're at fifteen hundred. Fifteen? No. 750. 600, and then, okay. <laughs> 750. Good place. Excuse me. This is a lot. Oh. For six seconds? No, this is a lot like shooting dice on the block. I was hoping someone would say that, because it's like, these turns are really long. <laughs> I think ignore something. <laughs> um, and then I got three dudes. So that's 750. Plus 200 more. Plus 200, so 950. I take those out because they've been used. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to chance it on that I'm not going to chance it. I'm going to stop at 750. Okay. Gotcha. No. What did we just say? Do you have enough HP to survive another round? Maybe, probably. <laughs> How much did I say? 950? He's gonna be Benlin. friend all dead around him. And then I rolled the one and the five. Okay, so it's that's nine nine hundred? Yes. Okay, cool. They swarm all over you and do forty-four more damage. Let's go ahead and roll a d6 and see if anybody's poisoned. <laughs> Henry, you're poisoned. Henry, you're poisoned. Damn it. Okay. I didn't even do anything. (laughs) All right. Next up is Henry. Question. So while we leveled up, I realized I just never had all of my spell slots filled. Those Mm -hmm. spells I knew. So I have a new one called Vampiric Touch. Oh, okay. And uh, I can steal their health, but how would that work with the rats? It does necrotic damage and... Is it an area of effect kind of spell? Or is it one target? One target. Yeah, the touch of your hand can siphon life force from the other. So how would that work with the rats? I would say they all have like one HP. So you can do that, but you're only going to get one. All right. So I will just roll my my, uh, damage then instead of doing that. Um, Two ones and two fives. Excellent. And ones were 100 rats? Okay, so 300 rats and then... I'm going to roll again. I'm going to chance it. The leftover dice, right? Yeah. Okay. Woo! 350 rats. Okay. Now I have three fives of a kind. Is that... That's 500. So, with even with the extra five that I got, like that counts, you don't have to roll them all at the same time? Oh, it doesn't, co- no, it doesn't go it doesn't in go with what, there. yeah, with cool. you, what so you set aside. Then that would be 350 rats now. Okay. Um, and then as a bonus action, I'm going to use my Fey Gift of Hospitality. 
So, uh, the creature I helped get 1d6 plus 5 temporary HP. Okay, so I'm going to say you all want to do that on your next turn. So you can do the attack part or... Because I told Rio that earlier, so... Did you have the rats go after me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you took four or something. Oh, I took It was 44 is what my last roll is, so... Uh, well, that brings me exactly to zero. I see Sonya. Oh, no. He's spin out the gum. <laughs> okay. Uh, so then, Henry, the rats are going to go for you. What's your AC? 16. Okay. You take 55. All right. I have one HP left. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Fenlin. What healing auras you got, bro? I mean, I have aura vitality. Mm. Um, do I fall off the wall as I go to zero? I don't think you were on the wall unless you said you, because I know she was, but I didn't hear you say you were on the wall. So I'm going to cast Aura of Vitality. That means every turn is a bonus action. I can heal someone. Okay, we'll say that that can automatically happen without, and you can still attack. Are you sure? Because I, 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 I set it up this turn, I could do it next turn where it's automatic. Because I technically cast it as an action this turn. Okay. It's just on subsequent turns it will be a bonus action. Okay, I just mean like, yeah, on the subsequent turns, okay, you can still attack, turns. but have that bonus action, even though I've been kind of saying people don't get their bonus actions. Um, but I am going to heal uh, on this first turn, not attacking. I'm going to heal with Aura Vitality page for 10. Okay. So you guys are going to go down every turn, but I just bring someone back every turn. Oh, That's yes, going to be yeah. my job now. <laughs> <laughs> We've found this rhythm before. It's fine. Um, and then is it okay to also set up my unicorn aura unicorn yes okay so that means everyone also heals for seven thank god right because not you again because i healed you specifically so everyone else would get seven cool and your ac is 23 yes i take half damage and if they do less than three damage i take no damage it's 35 so you wouldn't have them all right, next we have Hero. 17. Still swinging his lute and sword around violently. This is so disgusting. Hmm. It's good. Nine's not here. <laughs> three, three fives and a one. Okay, cool. Then you, yeah, you put those aside and all the rest. Nothing. <gasps> okay, so, so 300. 300. Hmm. Okay, and then your AC is what? 18. 18. It might be 40 this time, though. Okay, wait. <clears throat> okay, I'm still standing. All right, Bo. Weaker than I am. Um... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh crap. Alright, I'm going to cast Spirit Guardians. Okay. Um so so let's give the spirit guardian also a turn and so it will do it will so, kill so many rats every turn. It, so this isn't that aura that if you come into it you take damage from it okay so 
Yeah, I think what the way I'll do that is it'll get a turn, it'll do it'll kill so many rats okay. each turn. So basically he gets um, two turns. And and you don't get to compound that. So it's just like one dice roll for the, the spirit guardian to kill as many as it can in that one dice okay. roll. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. And he can go after you. So Okay, so that's my action. So then this one. So how many dice? Is it the same dice pool that I have? Or it does three D eight damage. Okay, let's do five D sixes. Okay. Come on, bigger. Uh, one five. Fifty. Cool. Okay, cool. And my armor class is twenty-one. Let's see. Put in there, and then twenty-one's your armor class. So you'll take twenty-six. Does it look like we're doing anything? to their numbers i mean you have taken down a lot but you still do not see the end of them <laughs> is there anyone like there's anyone around that is like directing them or like are they centering around a specific point are they does it look like they're attempting to get somewhere or they're just you're fucking shit up. They appear to be coming for you guys. So okay. they're all so kind of, they're come cresting and then pretty much directly heading towards you. I would say on your next turn, you can do a perception roll to see if you can see something okay. that might be directing them. Okay, Paige. Okay. So back to the dice rolling. Two fives and two ones. So is that three hundred? Oh, it's three hundred. Okay. And I get to roll what's left. Yes. At a risk. Yes. At the risk. I wish I had some like combat music. I like some rap, rap beat music. <laughs> nope. Cabinet battle. <laughs> Nothing? Or halved it, so it's 150, right? Because you got 350. One, or 300. I had 300, yeah, now it's 150. Okay. I keep reading it. I couldn't have done that to reading these smites. Well, it doesn't Okay, what's your AC? Um, my AC is 17. All right. 36. 36, yep. I had 10. Oh, okay, good. Henry! I'm gonna do the same thing. Can't take out as many as possible. Okay, so that's 250. 350. This is music from Star Trek. Uh, 450. 450 altogether? 450 altogether. Oh, okay. Maybe not. It's appropriate. It is. I just don't know how it's going to pick up the mic. All right. You guys can see the end of the rat swarm now. There's still a lot, but you can at least see that no more are now crossing over. Okay. Now, I'm also going to say that some of the Candlekeep Guard runs out to help 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) So three of them start attacking the rats, and um, one of them runs up and asks if any of you guys need healing. Yes. Captain Bosephalus, you need to train your men better. (laughs) Not me. So he sets up another aura and heals anybody and heals the people in that aura for 40. Oh, thank you. <laughs> How dare he be better at healing than me? Fuck that guy. That's all he does, though. I hope that guy dies. <laughs> I don't. Just big party, like. Yeah. So he sets up like a little aura, and I mean, you guys are all together, probably in the same area, except for maybe I don't know if Henry's up. I've been assuming that everyone is close together. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we are on Benlin. I have to heal real quick. So is everyone at full? Nope. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not far off. I'm going to activate my staff. Will that let me add another d6? And You've already added staff. the d6 for one extra extra thing. So I can't compound that at all. Right. It's just one extra d6 for <clears throat> special stuff. Oh, no. Well, 200. 300. Should I risk it here? Mm-hmm. Well, right. 400. Don't do it. And I do 400, and then who's low? Define low. Who's under 50? Me. Who's under 40? Matt, 40. He's lower than I am. Okay. I'm gonna heal Kirill just because he's my boyfriend. Sorry. <laughs> Fourteen and then seven for everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's called preferential treatment, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I'm not made for this much damage this quickly to everyone. <laughs> you're like, please. please. That may have been the damage. lowest the Kirill's like ever had. And then you take thirty-four damage from the rest, and you can have that. Yes. All right, Kirill. Okay. Oh, damn. I feel like I should probably save that. I mean, you've only did 400. Is that five fives? Four fives. It's four fives, but they were two different groups. Rolls, yeah. So I have like a, I have 200 and 200. Yeah, but if I roll this again and it doesn't do anything, then I only do 200. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Do it. Nope. 200 damage. All right. Right. I keep screwing up, guys. I need to stop doing that. I need to stop stretching it. Yes. Your AC is 18? Yes. Mm-hmm. 55. Oh, God, I healed you. Me too. Oh. Oh, do you want to do a perception check? Will that take my action? Um. There are rats everywhere. Yes, it would take your action. Your perception tells you this is a shit ton of rats. I kind of want to do a series of stick cartoons of my favorite MMM cast moments. Because you can have a best stick cartoon. I would design the sticker sheet for him. 
Great, 350. 350. And then Spirit Guardian. Um, oh, 200. 350 <coughs> plus 200. And my armor class is 21. Mm -mm. Noga, nice armor classes. Yeah. Do you not have your cloak on? I do. It's still 16. And you still have a 16? Mm-hmm. Get some armor, bro. It's 41, major? 41 damage. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. But major armor doesn't do anything for me right now, I don't think. Page. I do have it, but it wouldn't help at all. And up adopts your armor class. Yeah, what's your yeah, deck? From a 13 to my dex, I think it. this is what it would be if I was wearing major armor. Okay, what's your dex? You can combine major armor and your deck is a plus cloak. two, so this is higher than my major armor. But you get both. No, no, she's 100%. Like, with the Cloak of Protection, Mage Armor, oh. and Dex, that is 16. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she needs those bracers. Uh, I need to get rid of Mage if, Armor. If she has money, I can make it. I have plenty of time. Got Armor out of Atavis, maybe. We can I work do, that yeah. in if you want to cast that. We can work it in somehow. It will give you a bunch of temp HP. Yeah. And her um, anybody who touches you, yeah, I take samples. So for us, will be falling off, frozen. Every time a rat does one damage, it would do like forty damage back. Yeah. <laughs> so like <laughs> twenty-five cold damage. Three ones and three fives. Mm -hmm. Nice. So and then you can roll. 800? That's all of your dice. Uh, and then I rolled a six. No, three oh, ones okay. is a thousand. Oh. Right. So three ones and three sixes, you said? Three fives. Three fives, yeah. Okay. So that's 1,500. 1,500. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. I can't roll. And you have one dice left if you want to roll. Don't roll it. <laughs> okay. Are we sure? There's a high anyone so roll. Take the damage, and once it's she's damaged, you roll it to see what happens. Okay. Yeah. I want to see. Jake goes full of Kira and just, like, like... Like, like, telekinesis is a wave of rats. <laughs> I'm sick of these mother freaking rats in this mother freaking city. That's higher than we got when we didn't know the rules. <laughs> we were cheating. <laughs> Almost combined. Cheat better. 51 damage. And back down. Well, buddy, I'll get you. I'll get and you. And then Henry. Roll, roll the six. I want to know. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's good. Alright. Here my dice back. Hey Helena, is this in the book? I know it. <laughs> this yeah. is a weird candle keeper. <laughs> <measure. laughs> <laughs> 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 Have you even gone to the plot hook yet? Oh, I'm this is gonna, in the middle of the since we can see the end of the rats, and he just act, took out 1,500 of them, I'm going to forego the armor of Agathis and just swing. Okay. <laughs> Four twos and a one. So that would be 200, 300 plus another one, 400 for the rules that have been established. Yeah, I'll do that then. You said 400? 400? And then 16 is my armor class. And then we went down again to. Maybe. 44? Mm. I did not go down this time, but I will soon. <laughs> um the the candle keep uh guard mage um heals everybody for 40 again i'm back up boys <laughs> all right benlin maybe we should start bringing him on adventures yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he's wow. really good at healing us. Wow. That's my new best friend, oh, man. <laughs> Dad? Dad? <laughs> Daddy, wait. Daddy, wait. We're getting overrun by rats. I'm going to heal Paige for 29. Nice. And then I'm going to bonus action heal Henry for... Less than 40. <laughs> 24. Yeah. Nice. You're my new favorite again, though. Very good. Very good. I, I turn and I go, Thank you, Benlin. I turn the other guy, Thanks, Pops. Uh, nice. Cool. 38 damage Thanks. to you, Benlin. I would like to change my turn to just kill Paige. <laughs> it was down. So I would like to kill Paige. You said 38? 38, yes. Nice. All I right. Drop below the whole fight. Fuck you. <laughs> That's a good thing, I suppose. I haven't been above ADHP the whole fight. <laughs> Do you even have ADHP available? 87. Okay. <laughs> like for my max. Okay, so 250. Ooh. Plus a thousand. Yeah, I'm going to leave it there. A thousand two hundred and fifty. Yes. All right, and no, in, no. Um, somehow you spin around and around with your loot so fast, you take I out think, the rest of the rest. I think that's when Kiro finally is just like, fireball, fireball, fireball. <laughs> Wait a minute, did you cast fireball? No, I did not. Okay. For, for us, it makes more sense for us to use the big spells to kill that many rats. Well, the fire, fire does, does not work, work there. Uh, okay, so Kiro instead... In the Court of Air, it does. Uh -huh. No. Really? Uh, Around Candle Keep Grounds, it does not work. So instead of fireball, Kiro uh, used... Uh, he finally actually got off his summon celestial and a coaddle showed up and just interesting very stylish so you're all bitten to hell amidst a sea of rat bodies lesser restoration to cure your poisonings oh yeah thank you yeah. don't, don't use I a spell i can just touch her and do it oh it's just what ben okay. do. Okay. If you want to check everybody else for disease, mm. that's cool with you. I appreciate <laughs> being healed. Okay. Who the fuck is Mashika? I Mashika, don't know. We killed him and his son um, at some point. Where rats? Apparently so, um, not well enough. So uh, can you go around and make sure nobody got lycanthropy? Oh. <laughs> the extra mages that came out to help say, we're on it. A were-rat? Two, technically. Right around here. Are these were-rats? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were too small to be were-rats. Unless they were pixie were-rats. I turned to my dad. It's dead. Is that a thing? <laughs> oh, that's right. You can't talk. Enlarge reduce. <laughs> An entire pack of rats. <laughs> On over... 10,000 mass and larger reduce. <laughs> larger and larger reduce and mass. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, someone is paying for the next few therapy sessions. Who sent these rats? And it somebody is paying for this dry cleaning, shrugs off the brocade robe and folds it over my arm. I'm just gonna clean up all these rats. Can you, I, Carol, can we just like gust of wind them? 
Uh, can you get Philip out of the ground, please? Ecological oh, disaster. Yes. Yeah. You named him? That's not. I didn't name him. That's his name. <laughs> the king Inku's. They only repeat what other people say. So you say, "Is your name Philip?" And then you just said Philip back. No, I asked him what his name was, and he said Philip. 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 I pulled Philip up out of the. I clear an area free of dead rats. <laughs> Good, maybe he should be returned. And then right. pull him out of the ground. Just told me, Philip. <laughs> I got my griffin to go around with his wings down. He's just like scooping rats up and just oh like throwing them. Like it's no You know what? Oh, I'm going to use cool. conjure woodland beings and summon just so many hyenas. <laughs> I'm mage handing, tossing them over the wall one at a time. Excellent. Just feeding, just summoning as many animals as I can. Just like eat rats. <laughs> Philip's like making, sorry, Kiro's making sure Philip's okay and then sends him to bed and then goes. Let me know when we have actionable material, please. <laughs> and then goes back inside to take a shower. <laughs> what the fuck is actionable material mean? Probably means less rats. I don't know. He's he's your person. As Paige is just hawking. So <laughs> um, and we see if one of the about or some a priest or someone at Candlekeep will like yes, like speak with them. On the rats? We can like attempt to interrogate a rat. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. See where the fuck they came from, what they're doing. We know they're here to kill us. But like, why? What's your motivation? (laughs) Yeah, I need some character development here. Okay, so somebody else speak, cast speak with dead, and then I'll cast speak with animals. Mm -hmm. And then when they respond to the speak with dead guy, I'll understand the response. Mm -hmm. Is Paige the rat's acting coach? Yes. But yeah. what is their motivation? Canonically, what is their motivation? I understand the attacking and the killing and the bloodlust, but what ignited the bloodlust? Their choices were so broad. <laughs> Does anybody know what we're supposed to do about all of these rats? Why were they here? So you see one of the great readers kind of fretting and walking through the sea of rats and, and kicking them, but not really doing anything to help. Um, you do recognize it as somebody who has the ability to cast with dead. Hey, can you? <laughs> hey, oh, oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, please, breathe. please tell me. Breathe. Okay, you're right. Remember the time I passed out? That was okay. Last week or the time before? <laughs> oh my god! It was yesterday. Oh. <laughs> the most recent time was yesterday. I forget that you weren't there. It's been a long night. But okay, I mean it's really stressful. What do you know? Anything? Okay. Straight for you guys. That's so can weird. You, can you cast speak with that on one of them, and we can talk to one of them? You want to talk to? Maybe they can tell us why they were here. I mean, obviously to kill us. Me. I guess this is not the weirdest thing I've ever been woken up for. I'm so close to casting common motions on this. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, Paige she's like scratching at what the one scratch she has. <laughs> you guys are all like bent. She's like, "It is a good point. Is anybody dead?" No, nobody's dead. I was going to say because I will the... revivify someone. Okay. Yeah, they all basically came for you. If people got in the way, maybe they got a little scratched up. I will touch your arm and do without hands, and I will heal that wound for her. Oh gosh. Okay, that's. I'm feeling much more zen. Okay. I'm feeling like maybe yes. I was not poisoned and have only four Remember, hours to live. Five breaths in, five breaths out. In, out. I'm gonna spend okay. Some time healing you. Where's my pouch? I need to cast speak with death. Okay, here we go. Pouch. She sets up, she casts her spell. 
speak with animals. Then <laughs> one of the rats. Okay. When Baldur's Gate it's like, 3, it's like like this. Oh, when Baldur's Gate 3, when you cast it, you go like this, and they like rise off the ground oh. and like kind of hang there, and then they just like whisper, yell at you from their like glowing mouths. Exactly. <laughs> this is roughly when Kirill comes back out, still drying his hair, uh, wearing a maroon and gold brocade robe oh. with maroon silk pajama bottoms. Yeah. And Bones just like cross arms staring at this floating rat. And Philip comes out in his matching robe. <laughs> Did we have actionable material yet? Working on that. Matching coats, matching coats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The spell? Yeah, that's the rat talking. Oh. That's it. Uh, Ask him where he came from. Like, what, who sent him? I'm alive. Uh, squeak, I'm alive. squeak, squeak or squeak, squeak, squeaking. <gasps> Excellent dialect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did you say? <laughs> oh, thank you. Who sent okay. you? Mashika. Why? Mashika. Hang on. Mashika. Mashika. Okay. Who's Mashika? Mashika is the were rat that we killed, and Mashika's son, who I think was also named Mashika, or son of Mashika. Many Mashikas, a long line of proud Mashikas. And there's a lot of Mashikas. We're getting free answers out of the damn thing. Why? Why are they here to attack us? It's well, been they're years. here to attack us because we killed their. No, but ask, ask the rat. But what why are, are you, you besides that? Why are you here? To kill you? Okay. Ask to if kill. we need to go. Mashika wants you dead. Mashika wants us dead. Where does Mashika live? Which... Where does Mashika live? We heard squeak, squeak, squeak. Mashika likes forests. Mashika likes caves. Mashika likes underground. Mm-hmm. Okay, just to clarify, is Mashika the plural of Mashika, or is it just one Mashika that we're talking about? Yes. <laughs> Ask which um, Mashika wants. Is there a certain dead? number of questions that Speak with Dead has? I don't remember. Okay. I think it's Five a time limit. Six. Yeah, I think it's a time limit. Okay. Have any questions else. you can ask in six seconds? <laughs> <laughs> Seems um, like a lot. I would like to take one of the rats on my claw and just throw it in. I'll put five questions. How many have we? I kill you first. A lot. <laughs> We've asked three. I think three direct. Okay. Is there a limit? Five. 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 Okay. So. I kill, I kill you first. <laughs> could you tell me a? Don't ask it that way. Will tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a specific and notable item or piece of clothing that one or all Mashikas wear. Fur. That's not. Um, How about why Mashika wants us dead? Where do we encounter Mashika? Mashika wants us dead because we killed him. But do we know that for a fact? We obviously didn't kill him well enough. So really... They should just I think know it's the more of a collective. I'm going to kill Mashika. Yes. Neither here nor there. Doesn't count. Wasn't a direct question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you answer that every one volition, Rat. <laughs> I am Mashika. Uh, you are Mashika? We're all named Mashika. What is a. Ooh. What city is Mashika? No, 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 no. no, 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 no I'm no. talking to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Mashika that makes all of the big decisions, where does he live? Mashika that makes big decisions. Specifically, big where does he live? Oh, The big Mashika. That way. <laughs> I said specifically. 
Oh, boy. Um, we use the floating rat like a compass to... So he goes on a long explanation of how a rat would travel from yeah, this I location to, to there. <laughs> he is All of my ropes telling, giving you distances in rat steps. Okay, that's fine. That's uh, fine. <laughs> um, I can turn into a rat. We can... <laughs> and naming specific predators that they avoided to get here mm-hmm. as okay, the landmarks. I'm a so druid, like, so that's cool. The hawk <laughs> that always tears our heads off. Uh, left at that one's nest, and then obviously not underground. <laughs> some description of some underground directions as well. But so. it gave us the roundabout to Mashika's lair. Sure. Ish. That might be decided. Did it yeah. turn into a direction? Did it? Like, can I make like a survival direction? Um, so they pointed and then they started describing, like, we took 7,050 rat steps in that direction. Okay, but then we, have a we saw the hawk. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah. Can I but make a survival? Or... They don't know north, west, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, you would or like to make check? a survival or nature check to determine. Just to make sure that, like, I understand what he's telling me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, wait. I have a suggestion for the last question. Benlin, Benlin. We need to ask what the most disrespectful thing we can do. Is. Well, we've already asked all our questions, actually, so the spell ends. I counted four. No, it was five. Wait, who sent you? Why did they send you? We asked where it where, where is Mashika, and then we got a bunch of different answers. And then I asked um, a specific thing that Mashika wears so we could locate object it. And then more specifically directions to Mashika. Yes. Cool. Hey. Hey, uh, Karen? That rat is so mean. Can you bring that? Oh, no. Can you bring back the rat next to that rat? (laughs) Listen, listen, this has been a hard day. Night? What day is the time? There's that light up in the sky? I... Are you on drugs? Okay, 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 okay. It's it's three thirty-eight. It's so early. It is. You should get some sleep. I really like some sleep. I'll walk you back to your room. <laughs> okay. I will walk her back to her room. I'm sure you talked to Zinni. I really just wanted to bring her back to her room. Stupid rats, what? Every time I need a mental health day, Zinni's like, "I'm there for you. I love her a lot." Okay, cool. Walk her back to her room. It's like at least once a week that this happens, and poor Zindi gets like a sixth day of work as a fucking Karen. <sighs> it's struggling hard. Zindi just doesn't say no. How many rats do you think we could fit in a five by five pit in the earth? <sighs> at least oh, five by five pit. Five people. Not as feet. many as this many. Well, but I can do that as a cantrip. So I'm just gonna bury a shit out of And we'll say that the arch some of the arch mages come to coordinate with you on Can't the we just removal. take them outside of keep and then burn the bodies. I don't think you understand how many bodies are in this place, right? The rat, rats are this big. But we don't want to just sink them into the ground of Candlekeep. Like, Arizona rats are that big, but are these, like, big fuck-off sewer rats? Because those are much bigger. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Candlekeep has plans on how to figure out these kinds of things. Would prestidigitation work on dead rats? 
by at their because they're so it's so it just be funny just like just I don't think so. <laughs> I think Kano Keep can handle it. So we yeah. can go to bed. It's I think it's okay to assume that. Candle Keep, not Candle Keep. Do you think anyone at Candle Keep would be interested in like a rat week at the hearth? I think especially not now. I'm just saying like there's like kobold and goblin recipes that I know of uh, that are actually quite good, like rat stew, rat kebabs. I'm going to bed. Do you need me the rats for uh, like dissection classes for the kids or? You know what? I'll, I will take um, some of the rat corpses in my bag of holding <laughs> just in case I want to experiment with some wow. yeah, okay. cuisine. Don't lose those on there. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you clean them first. <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm going to drop in her room and I'm going to bed. Okay. And we'll take a bath and then go to bed. <laughs> As you're working your way back towards your room, actually, um, you know, there, there's a lot of rubble everywhere, debris, stuff has been strewn and scattered everywhere. Um, as you're walking back to your room, you feel like you hear a voice say, hello. And there's no one around you. Hmm. And as you kind of check in with, did I just hear a voice? That's so weird. Um, you kind of check in and your mind is pulled towards a book that's just lying on the ground. Like it was carried along with, you know, a lot of the debris that's screwed, strewn around here. This is what it looks like. We don't have a screen. Oh, okay. That's well, why I was just wondering oh, if we needed right. the screen. <laughs> Oh, I didn't think, when you asked if I needed a map, I didn't think that that also meant this, but that makes sense. Okay. Can you show us on your laptop screen? Uh, yeah, I can. Let me see here. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so. Ooh. Scrivener's Tale. Ooh. Ooh. That's cute. We got a talking book, Carol. I love talking books. Oh, will you hold that? Thank you. No, we don't like talking books. What's this Scrivener's Scribe. Yeah. Scribe. Scribe. Writer of some kind. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Also, there's a reason it's called Candle Key Hero and not Candle Key. You missed that A yeah, grade. Damn, Damn this tiny bladder. The Scrivener's Tale is bound in soft brown leather. Its title embossed on the book's cover and spine. It is seven inches tall and five inches wide. Its pages appear to be ancient, delicate parchment. Do you open it up? I absolutely do. The writing is in Sylvan. On each of the book's 72 pages, it's written in a fine spidery hand using black ink you speak so. flecked with silver. Cool. But does she read it? I assume. Uh -huh. Um, yeah. Do you do start reading? Yeah. I was just trying to make sure. Against all advice and things we have ever told Henry. Is it still talk? It didn't look like a big, like, thick thing. So of course I'm like, okay, it was kind of an unsuspecting. There is no, you don't hear any more of that voice as you read it, but you are instantly pulled into the Scrivener's tale. He is an unnamed narrator known only as the Scrivener, and he speaks to you as if to the reader um, in an impassioned story. Whoa. When you say pulled in. Do I disappear? No, no, no. Oh, okay. just, uh, um, that happens to us sometimes. Yeah. Uh, 
Metaphorically. Very passionate, very... Yes, the writing is very passionate. It's an exciting, heroic tale. As you start to read, the protagonist is a princess of the shadow glass, a hero and beautiful champion to her people. She was beloved by all in her kingdom in the Feywild. Um, but everyone loved her except the evil queen of Erin Darkness, ruler of the gloaming court of the Feywild, a harsh being of dark crystal over a petrified throne. It's not No, it's mad. But I'm pretty sure that that in that in that opera, the uh, antagonist that sings that the queen of the night. Is the Queen of Air and Darkness, so. What I know of this, seeing as Henry grew up in the Feywild. Yeah, you can make a history check. I think I shall do that. Remember to make it with advantage. Why is that? I was just hoping you wouldn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see if Henry actually paid attention to when Pan was giving her history lessons. And the 10. Okay. It rings a faint bell. Plus. Plus zero. She's not a bar. I'm, I'm so sorry, you didn't study history. <laughs> I didn't pay attention. What about Henry makes you think she studied history? <laughs> Everybody should study history. It's phenomenally interesting. I study the history of the things I steal that are shiny. Why do I always end up in relationships with people who are smarter than me? Because you always end up in relationships with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I should see for a while. Oh, it's fair. So, <laughs> like, I only build in characters. <laughs> and I build into I my gun stats. So. And I was with Solstice, who was still smarter than me, but... <laughs> I was going to... So so you have a mix, because like some of your characters are dumb, but all of the characters where you have like an average intelligence partner... I you, get with a high uh, intelligence partner. Yeah, well, no, no, no. All of the characters that you your partner is, high, or is mid-intelligence, you made a dumb character. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I read about the, so, the Queen of the Night. Yeah, you remember maybe some that you've heard of some Eladrin Fey princess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that you think this is a real, a true figure that was that existed. Cool, cool. Um, as you read further, you get back to your room. You continue reading, or yeah. okay. Um, she, uh, you read on. She was because of her feud with the Queen of Air and Darkness. She was ultimately exiled to the realm of humans and elves and oh. and dwarves and all this our world That's right. um and they uh take her in they give her gifts she becomes beloved amongst another group of people and they ultimately give her the courage and strength to to say i'm going to regain my throne in the feywild and she's going to return um, the end of the book really is just a long monologue of her vowing to return to the Feywild and take her fucking throne back and make everybody pay for having exiled her. I like this. Santa's got a group back. Mashika, Queen of Air and Darkness. <laughs> Don't you dare. As you, <laughs> As you kind of reach the end um, of the book and close it, you along with everybody else in the party, feel a weird shiver come down um, your body as if some magic is passing through you. I immediately sit up and look at Kirill. Oh, sorry, what? 
And somebody just Oh god, there's a there's a magical thing. It yeah. hit. <laughs> Are we still in your mental No. Well you said you established it. I, I did establish it, but I was assuming I went back to bed. Well, I mean, do you have to concentrate on it? It doesn't say. I mean, in the spirit of the thing. <laughs> I feel like, but that's just me. Uh, you sleep at the hearth, right? At my own quarters at the hearth. Okay, so I'm going to message you, because mm-hmm. we're right next door. Hey, Paige? Uh, yeah? You up? I am now. Did I so pee was that sleep? Was that you? That, no. That was, You felt it too? Yeah. Did you pee too? No, I didn't be. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you think you could get Henry on? Uh, yeah. Let me try. <laughs> and then I convert back to the chat room. Hey guys, you're probably wondering why I'm calling you right now. Hey Henry. Yeah. Uh, we just felt a magical shiver. Was that you? Oh, I felt that too. Yeah, but were you doing anything? The rest of us were asleep. Oh, well, I was reading a book that I found on the floor. It talked to me, and then I opened you it. You found a book? And I wait, read wait, 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 wait. And it was the pretty book? good, actually. I just Henry, it. Henry. Yeah? The book talked? The book, I think it talked. I think it was the book. Uh, dining room. Dining room now. Mm. It's uh, a really good book. You guys I hope you guys it. appreciate that Kirill is going to have a third outfit. Comes downstairs in a purple and gold brocade robe with purple silk pajama bottoms. Henry to see how many robes Carol has, really. Paige comes down in a purple robe that's not as fancy. He goes, hmm, and just takes it off and folds it. What are the things I steal and give to you? You're like, what about this robe? And I'm like, he already has that color. Come on. It doesn't matter. It just has to be brocade. (laughs) They're heavier. It's comfortable. It's it chilly. I just have I just have Philip sleeping in like a piggyback position, the little Kenku, <laughs> just holding him, <laughs> like talking books. Yeah. What did we say about talking books? Well, it was. What did we say small, about talking? But it was nice, but it wasn't Henry. Me. Henry, what did we say about talking books? That I probably shouldn't read them or okay. talk back to them. So what would have happened? Wait, did you talk back to it? I don't remember, did I? <laughs> I don't, oh, I I did not talk back to it. No. Okay. Good but it didn't say any, it didn't say anything else besides hello. So. Well, okay, but it was it, kind. It was tell kind. me this, Henry. If you had gotten sucked into uh-huh. an ideal magical village with a beholder in it, what would you have done? Probably stabbed him in the eye. Were you not there for Wisteria Veil? Was she there no. for Wisteria Veil? No. The what? The who? The Wisteria the who? Okay, you, just, just, has she been in one of the, like, sucked into the book's adventures yet? It's a book. I don't know what you're talking Sucked in, well, it was very, it, it was very gripping, Do if you, that's what you mean. Gripping? Gripping. Oh, okay, okay sorry. She was never the gripping thing. Could you, <laughs> Do you, you have the book? Time? Yeah. It's very good. You guys should read it. It's about um, a princess yeah. in the Feywild. I vaguely remember her. <laughs> I vaguely remember her from my from yeah. the things Pan would tell hey, me. Take out my jug. Okay. Yeah, I'll detect magic. It. She's a really. Oh, I'm saying I'm casting it on you. Oh. <laughs> She's a really pretty statue in the Feywild. It has illusion and transmutation magic. Transmutation. Your tea, baby. That Wait, like your the book right. does or. Look, I'll read it out loud. No! It's a good story. Celery. Identify? <laughs> now. Doesn't bring up anything. Henry. Henry. <laughs> do you feel any different? Besides that weird shiver uh, everyone felt? No. Arms all the way out without looking. Finger to your nose. <laughs> what, uh, what time is it roughly now? 
around 5 a.m. You guys look tired. Let's go back to bed. Hey, Henry, did you take anything today? Not today. Besides this book. Hmm. I was trying to figure out some way to figure out if Henry is really Henry. Uh, I take it today. Henry, uh, I think that Bo really needs a hug. Okay. <laughs> Hugs, Bo. <laughs> I don't see what you're trying to prove here, Benley. Henry, yes. Candlekeep has instituted a new rule mm -hmm. where thievery upon missions will be punished by death. It was nice knowing you guys. Okay, it's Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Can I use my divine sense? What does that tell you? Um, so it's like a feature. Um, detect good and evil. Until your next training, you can sense anything affected by the Hallow spell or another location. Any celestial fiend or undead. Celestial fiend or undead. Nothing. Okay. Uh, um, are we just gonna look at it? Are we gonna like open it? You know what we it? could also do just a triple check. I mean, I agree. Mm -hmm. You guys are really loud in everyone's head. Henry, <laughs> I'd punch you. <laughs> what I don't understand. Our con can I roll our con or something to figure out how the book affected us? Yeah. Um, I know why you guys are so suspicious about this book. If it was in Candlekeep, it's been like cataloged or something, right? I mean, Not where did you find it in Candlekeep? Did you take it off a shelf? On the floor. Exactly. With mm -hmm. the debris and the rubble. Yeah. Do you think probably the, has the one time yes. it almost died, oh. it was a book that the bird gave you. Yeah. Uh, 21 for oh. a Okay. Well, why so, did the rats bring me a good book? This is, it's very, it's very odd. It's definitely an item that is very unique. And I'm sorry, you're doing Arcana to figure out. Okay, like what, what magical effect did it just have on all of us? Oh, right, okay. Um, so you uh, feel like it has, it's, it's an affliction that you all now have. Mm. And it will be, it does give you something good, but it also is going to have a drawback. So it's got, it's, it, and the affliction is progressive. It will get worse as time goes on. Do I get an idea of how I could figure out what the affliction or the positives are? Um, you think. You assume that you will not, you will know that as they are bestowed upon you. You feel like you probably have to rest again before it first takes hold. Are we going to turn into wrath? Um, it's not a, it's, you know that remove curse, greater restoration, and dispel magic is not going to How did you know help. I was Googling remove curse? <laughs> you know Friends, I hate to say this, but I think we have to sleep on it. Hmm. I was heading to bed anyway, so I feel fine. It just started drinking my coffee. I would like to go to the main library part. Okay. <laughs> I would like to go look in the stacks and look in the catalog and see if there's any information on this book. Okay. You go ahead and roll some sort of intelligence skill. Investigation. I mean, so yeah. while they're doing whatever 
before, before Bo leaves and like people start moving, Carol will share the information that like more than likely we all have some sort of affliction. There will be a positive and a negative. Just keep an eye out for changes. Hmm. Oh, I guess that's a restriction on you. There you go, babe. No. What do you mean, no? I don't think it's going to work. Okay, just spell magic. It's still here, dear. Henry? Yeah. Go to your room. <laughs> I'm not tired. Uh, since I already read the book, can I just like... eating rats. Oh, my do. Uh, I already read it. I mean, if we need to find the, uh, the, the solution, I could just like look in the book now. Rash right. rat casserole? Yeah, rash rat casserole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New rat casserole. Yeah. <laughs> Can you relinquish the book casserole? No. Since I already read no. it. No. Uh, if you, if you gave me the book, Carol's going to try and hold on to it. I was just going to say, Carol, you should do the Zindi thing. She's already read it. I've already read it. The Zindi thing? Yes, I know. You've already read it, so why would you need it again? Because, because... now I can probably find what the problem is in the book. Now I can be studied. Now I can be studied. It together with somebody who reads history books. Or I could just read it with that in mind. Because what if you guys get cursed again if you read it? To be fair, we did. You did kind of give Henry your old job, so this is kind of her job. You're not there. Well, no, he said before I leave. Yeah. Um, but never mind. I was lay upside down on a chair. Like, well, the, my feet over the top of the chair, and I'm just gonna okay. flip through it again, see if anything else stands out. The language, the writing, it's so rousing. It's really, and you really feel for the princess. Mm. It's just such a good book. Kirill sets up. Kirill sets up a little like bed for himself and Philip on like one of the benches, so that there's like pedals for Philip on one end and pedals for Kirill on the other. Yeah. Um, so that we're we're doing the like. One of your parents worked late, so the other two of you fell asleep watching a movie. Aww. Opposite of the couch kind of deal. Yeah. All right, you are running off to... Like catalog or whatever. Okay, what's your investigation? 16. Okay, yeah. You find, um, you do find that this was cataloged, but it's supposed to be in a restricted section. The great reader Telus, um, almost, uh, it was tasked to him to keep in that in that area. Can I go find him? You can. <laughs> um, Telus is a, he's a human archmage and he has been at Candlekeep for a while. He is a great reader, so he's got that seniority. Um, he is up early, he's in his office. Um, the door's closed. Uh, uh, yes, yes, who is it? Bo. Bo, Bo, come in, come in. I cannot believe all of those rats. You were amazing. All of you were. It was amazing. Okay, so, but we got to back up because this is what happened when I first saw the mats. I was on the wall. I was taking my walk early morning. You know, it's best to get up really early and just catch the breath of fresh air. And so I saw them coming. And of course, we immediately sounded the alarm. And I got to tell you that that one uh, Archmage Karen, she is such a, she's so get flustered so fast and so she immediately was like we've got to tell the adventures and i was like i know they would be perfect in this situation and so he goes on he keeps talking if you you let him talk okay cool (laughs) turtles are very patient people (laughs) (laughs) i know i probably like start making some tea in his room as he's going it's it's typical of the long-lived species Mm -hmm. 
So he kind of goes on and on, and then, you know, he he finally reaches a bit of a stopping point where he can't think of anything else to bring up. Um, he goes, did you come here to see me for something? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> great story. So uh, there's a book that I love books. I, someone mentioned to me that's called The Scrivener's Tale. Oh, yes, that's in my private collection. I'm... Wait a minute. Yeah, so it's not there. Um... What? What's you didn't read it, did you? I, I did. It should not have been read. <laughs> I didn't read it. Someone else may have read it. So what's wrong with it? Well, nobody's read it. We, Ever? We we, re- we got it uh, about ten years ago back. Machil Rillian, yes, the great noble from Baldur's Gate. Yes, he he traded that in, but he told us it was very dangerous and it should never be read. So that's why it was put into my. Very secure area of books, and it has been violated. I mean, who knows when this happened? Did it happen yesterday? No, it was there yesterday. I did my inventory yesterday, and so again, he goes on and on about his inventory, and I can't believe it, it's not there. I like him. So you're saying you found it? How did you guys find it? Um, Henry may have found it and then read yeah. it. Well, this will be fascinating to study the effects of whatever is to know come. know nothing about it? Dangerous. No, again, we did not read it. We were not supposed to. <sighs> this is you very know, troubling. This is Shem Shimes all over you guys, again. <laughs> really good book. I really I like working funny. here. And I really like everyone. But you guys are horrible about keeping restricted books. Restricted? Like, yeah, restricted like under wraps. I mean, like... Well, that seems like uh, very strong words. I mean, we have a lot of books here. There's a, it's a it's a massive undertaking, and and I mean, to be fair, the book didn't leave Candlekeep. It was still here in Candlekeep. So I would say half the uh, times that I've gotten kill almost were from books here, and we never technically left Candlekeep with the book. This doesn't sound like the attitude of someone who wants to dedicate their life to Candlekeep. I don't. I want to dedicate my life to keeping Candlekeep <laughs> safe. Which means keeping the books locked up that need to be locked up. Well, if you want to lodge a complaint, you are more than no, welcome. I don't to want to lodge a complaint. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think it's kind of ironic. Don't you think? Candlekeep <laughs> was filled with fascists. <laughs> no, it's they are so open about the information. It's you can be an information fascist. Air, air towards less. And I think to be totally fair, these books are supposed to, generally speaking, be like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime generation thing that happened at a candlekeep, but we're doing all of them. For real. So he recommends that you talk to the Rillin family, because they, mm-hmm. might, they might know the Rillin family. That's So Machil Rillin is the noble from Baldur's Gate. He brought the book originally. So um, he, he seemed to know what was going on, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, we do not know more information. Well, thank you for your help. I'm sorry if it felt like I implied that you weren't doing a good job. I mean, I do my very best. I love books. They are my life. Starts going on. He recites several po- he recites several poems to books and and the ode of librarians. And... 
Uh, Zindi would just like to point out that she has been trying to shore up restrictions and warding spells for dangerous books. So she is trying to work within the system. That's a big job, Zindi. <laughs> big, big job. Good job. Thank um, I will let him go on about it. Okay. And then Zindi's efforts have had to be redoubled since Enri started working here. Yeah, uh-huh. sorry. <laughs> to be fair, it talked to me, guys. It would be rude not to acknowledge. All right, now, so during this time, does... People! People! This is not a people! Does anybody rest? Does anybody go back to sleep? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's Philip and I taking up the wooden bench for it for pillows and blankets and things, yeah. At one point, I probably fell asleep and dropped the book and it hit me in the face. (laughs) Yeah. All right, whoever goes to sleep, if you guys kind of both go to sleep together or whoever goes to sleep first is going to have the following dream. The dream is as vivid as anything you remember from your actual life. You feel the sweltering sun beating down as you take shelter in the shadow of a tumble-down tower. In the distance, a vast army is on the march across mud-churned farm fields. The need to hide from that force overwhelms you, and you quickly retreat inside the tower. Inside the tower's half-ruined walls, you discover a boar spear that is driven shaft down into the ground and whose head is adorned with three crowns. One limb of the spear's crossguard bears a narrow silver circlet. On the other hangs a crown of adamantine, shaped to be worn over a helm. Around the spearhead is a golden crown adorned with emeralds. You feel the need to seize one of them, and then the dream ends. Ah, as I reach for it. <laughs> so it's like a trident? That's cool. A boar spear? And it has a cross guard? So a boar spear is a very, very, very long spear that has a thicker haft, so it doesn't have the bend of other Mm -hmm. spears. So it's more like a pike, and then it has a large sword on the end with a cross guard, because it's meant to step up, stop a boar as it's charging. Mm -hmm. Okay. Towards the end of the dream, just before you are snapped back into awakeness, you catch a glimpse of some shadowy form it's it's amorphous but it's vaguely humanoid and um shadowy form and you hear that voice that you heard before help me and that is where we will end tonight Um, thank you all so much for joining us here tonight for Candlekeep Mysteries, The Scrivener's Tale. Did you think you knew what it was going to be about based on that title? Probably not. Thank you so much to our patrons, Sparky, Dossie Vid, Rockleman, Rio's mom, Daniel, Meepo, Dream Lover, Duke Rellin, Eric Fox, Alistair, and Taco Arcana. Um, thank you all so much. We have... Uh, two hours of Chronicles of Darkness coming up just after a short break, so join us for that. Otherwise, we will come up with a tagline eventually. Eventually! Bye-bye. Leak.